Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, 20 Something and Clueless. So on this podcast, you will be hearing all about the journeys of driven 20 something year olds and a few elders also. I believe that we can all feel a little clueless at any age. So this podcast isn't just for the 20 somethings, it's for everyone. And I'm here chatting, talking to people, hoping to inspire you and motivate you and make you laugh. I am a dancer, I am a singer, I am a budding life coach. I'm in training at the moment to become a certified life coach. I know, how exciting. I am also a YouTuber, influencer, content creator, and an entrepreneur. And I am here to help you. Thank you for tuning in today. You're investing in yourself and feeding that mind. So you should be proud of yourself. Well done for showing up. I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure you stick around till the end. Enjoy. you've just you've just got to take every opportunity because you never know what's around the corner always rather that someone has chosen to be with me because they think I'm a great person rather than them feeling like they they're forced to be there I think if you can work on yourself and you allow them the space to work on them then you two come together as a really strong duo so today we have a good friend of mine on the podcast. Let's welcome Kayomi. She is a gorgeous model. She is a content creator and she is a social media expert. She knows her shit. Not only is she absolutely stunning, she is also the founder of the room Social Angels on Clubhouse. She is a roller skating queen with her amazing roller skating content, which I'm absolutely obsessed with, by the way. And also, she is in a beautiful five-year-strong relationship. So yes, we do dive in deep about relationships. She gives us some tips to a long-term healthy relationship. So I know you will love this episode. Welcome my gorgeous Kayomi. Hey baby girl. Hello, so nice to speak to you, you New Yorker. Oh my God, hi, how are you? Yes, I'm good, I'm good. Just living life. You're beautiful. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I love those glasses. Are they blue light glasses? Yeah, I've become one of those people. I don't know if blue light works, but I've convinced myself it does. So I've got a new pair of specs now. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The braids, the glasses, you look gorge. Um, (laughs) Who am I? Let's get into the questions because we've got a lot to talk about. Let's talk about Clubhouse. You got me onto Clubhouse. You told me about Clubhouse. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. Like, she's smashing it, first of all. She's got her own... She's got her own club, Social Angels. Can yes. you please tell me? Can you please tell me about it? Like, how's it going? Like, are you still doing it? Like, what, what's the what's the 411? Yeah, so, yeah, I got into Clubhouse. I had a friend um, invite me. Uh, it's like an invite-only platform. So someone sent me an invite. I joined, had no idea what I was doing. Uh, the first time I spoke on there, like, my voice was shaking because it's scary. You're used to typing all the time and, you know, actually putting your voice out there and speaking to people all over the world is intimidating. It's actually scary. Yeah. So, like, my voice was shaking. I remember the first room I went into, um, I thought I had my microphone switched off and I flushed I flushed a toilet. <laughs> I flushed a toilet and everybody in the room was like, wait, who did that? Who did that? And I just exited the room and I ran away. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Such a newbie. Yeah, I just like exited the app, flicked it away. I was like, now that's enough Clubhouse for today. But uh, no, yeah, I went back into it, tried it again, spoke in a few rooms and then, yeah, I just really ended up loving it um, and meeting really cool people. Um, And then, you know, I had a lot of people reaching out saying, you know, you should try and create your own room um, because social media was kind of the thing that I was um I was talking about the most on the platform like I was going into social media rooms and seeing how people were doing Mm. their chats and I was thinking oh I'd love to create something like this so yeah just went for Mm. it and then um yeah started getting bigger and bigger so we've got almost like a thousand people in there now uh when we run them it's about 100 people or so in the room um I mean it's cooled off a little bit since uh people have started going back outside again but no, I love mm. it. And uh, yeah, I've had loads of opportunities from it, um, you know, starting on Clubhouse. And 
I just did like a social media um, virtual talk the other day, um, you know, because of people that I met in Clubhouse. And it's, yeah, it's led on to like real life opportunities outside of the app as well. So yeah, it was great. Amazing. That's amazing, girl. Um, How do you know so much about social media? Have you done like a course or something? (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I I just, I don't know. Well, I've always been into media. Like I did animation when I went to uni. Um, came out and I I started working for this company in Bournemouth um, and I came on as a creative marketing manager it was called but uh, Mm. yeah it was all like online um, all an online platform and an app so I learned so much through them Um, and then when I left there I did modeling for three years Uh, I was doing freelance modeling and you know these days like back in the day you could just walk into somewhere um, for a casting with your model book and yourself but now Social media is something that they really look at um, when you're applying to these jobs and you want to get mm. booked. So I, I really had to start learning how to do it myself um, because I was my own business. Right. It was like I had to learn the social media to land the big jobs that I wanted. So, yeah, I kind of mm. learned myself, um, started doing Instagram stuff, you know, because of it as well. And uh, I had a lot of friends mm. that did like YouTube and things like this. And I just kind of learned as I went along and you know start researching algorithms and all this kind of boring stuff but yeah it's been great and it's opened up a lot of doors down the line now social wow. media is bigger than ever so yeah it's been mm. yeah it's been good. amazing how do you feel about that in the modern industry like social media being such a big thing like because I remember going to castings and they will ask you how many followers you've got and and it's crazy because that obviously never used to be on the sheet where you used to fill it out, castings, blah, blah, blah. They never used to ask how many followers you've got. So how do you feel about that? Like, Yeah, exactly the same. I've completely experienced that same thing where I've gone into like a modelling agency, for example, to apply and there's a box that says how many Instagram followers do you have? And <laughs> yeah. it's crazy, you know. It's wild. Um, it, in the modelling world, um, I guess it comes into it more because there are so many jobs where, um, you know, you can shoot and it will just go up on Instagram. It will just go up on TikTok or YouTube or something like this. Um, so, you know, they like that you already have a little bit of exposure yourself or a little bit of an audience and people will want to see the stuff. But, um, I mean, yeah, social media is such a big part now of everyone's lives. And I know not that long ago, people were kind of questioning how good it is for you and your mental health and things like this. But one thing that I definitely can say that is a positive about it is we've noticed so much recently how um, just being organic and being natural and being yourself is becoming like fashionable almost. It sounds ridiculous, but uh, before no, it was true. all about the Photoshop bodies and it was like looking perfect and now people just want real and you know that's kind of where TikTok has come in I think they've had a big uh big part of it um because yeah people want to see personality people want to laugh people want to see you with no filters and people in different shapes and sizes so I like the way it's going I'm glad that it's going that way um because I think it could have ended up a bit like Black Mirror situation and yeah I think I think it's going down a positive road again now yeah yeah me too and I feel like more people want to show the real side because that's what's getting the attention because no one wants to see the photoshopped shit anymore no and people can see right through it you know people never noticed before people just took it as fact but now you'll say oh no I can see you know that person's brought in their waist by like 10 inches and they've yeah yeah yeah. smoothed out their whole face it's it's too obvious for people now I know, I know. And when people show personalities on their social media, it's really nice to see. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, can I just say, your pictures in the on the roller skates are so fire. Oh, thank you. Oh, do you know what? I'd love to oh, redo happy that. with them? Yes. No, they're some of my favourite photos, to be honest, because, you know, I got to incorporate something that I love. I got to incorporate my hobby into it. So, yeah, the, the shoot on skates was a favourite of mine. I'd love to do it again. Babe. Yeah, 100%. I'd love to do that. Guys, if you haven't seen them, go on to her Instagram right now and check it out because they are fire. <laughs> they are fire. I, when, I, when, it, when you popped that up, I was like, whoa. That's like one of my favorite pictures of you. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Um, so let's talk about, let's talk about uh, the modeling industry. So obviously COVID happened, the pandemic happened. How has the modeling industry been for you? Um, has it been tough? 
what have you gone through yeah well um as I said before I was doing modeling for like three years that was my full-time job I was doing it freelance and kind Mm -hmm. of navigating that being self-employed so you know it was Mm -hmm. tough in the beginning and then I just got I just got used to it and I loved it and I liked the busyness of it and the unpredictability um and then yeah like you said COVID hit I went back into nine to five work but you know I fell so much in love with shooting and being on set and being creative and kind of meeting these people. I just didn't want to give it up. So I was looking for any opportunity, like on the weekend, you know, when other people are resting after their nine to five, I was like, no, let's try and let's try and book in some kind Mm. of shoots or something. And um, yeah, through COVID, uh, when all the shoots kind of got shut down, uh, I did a lot of home shoots. So I just did one of those last weekend. So, you know, a brand would send me like a collection from home Uh, I would shoot all the photos and send it back and then they would use that on the website. So um, it's funny, actually, because you would think you have to have some like really professional setup to do this. But I had what a tripod, an iPhone and a bed sheet and a light. And that was it. Like the (laughs) the bed sheet was the backdrop, the iPhone 11 or whatever with the portrait mode. Amazing. And, and I just that's so good yeah I just did what I had and you know it was great because there were some big brands like you know ASOS and these huge fashion websites where you were seeing that they were uploading pictures that their models had taken from home and it was uh yeah yeah it was cool and I think a lot of people preferred it because it, again it was like more genuine and you know you can really see what the clothes look like on a real person rather than the perfect studio lighting and everything getting touched yeah. up and yeah, so um, again, I think it kind of went with that whole social media thing um, and it was quite a positive experience. I mean, now things have started opening up again. So like this month, I've got... So yeah, I've got like three shoots this month. So basically booking all my weekends up and just starting to test shoot again um, and try and build that portfolio. Yeah, I definitely think... Um, Amazing. Yeah, I... I've always had that thing, if, if I was going to go back into a nine-to-five, it's like I don't want to give up my my personal love of, you know, being creative. I think it's important to keep doing the things you like or else you just burn that out. That is so true. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that you've made time for your creativity at the weekends because sometimes at the weekend you don't feel like it. Like you've done that nine-to-five, you're absolutely exhausted. All you want to do is watch Netflix and chill and eat takeaways, but you're still doing your creativity and I really like that. <laughs> No, thank you. Well, you know, social media is my day job and I work with influencers. So, you know, a lot of the time is helping other people's dreams become a reality, which is great. And I love doing it. But, you know, we often work so hard, we forget to look after ourselves. And for me, like, absolutely. Yeah. Going out of a camera with somebody and, you know, having a day of shooting and, and trying on different clothes and just that's my way of relaxing and doing something for me. So, yeah, I don't think I'll give it up anytime soon. I love that. I love that. Wait, so what is your nine to five, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so um, my role is social media and influencer manager. Um, So I work for an influencer agency based in the UK. Um, And yeah, we basically just help the girls. Well, I personally, like I kind of create direct photo shoots for them. Um, You know, I look into content trips. I do all their socials. So I help them grow across TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, you know, everything really. Um, And we just amazing yeah try and get them all the opportunities we can um yeah and I've loved it I've been here about six months now but it's been really great experience so let's talk more about the modeling industry as well so how tall do you have to be these days because how tall are you and what's have you had any like issues with your height have you have you ever had like oh you're too short oh you're too tall like well (laughs) Now I'm modelling on a part-time basis. I mean, definitely for the last year or so. I haven't been in, you know, like the mainstream um, modelling world. So, you know, things might have changed that I might have missed um, recently. But definitely when I was doing it more regularly before, my height never really got in the way. I mean, it did for agencies. I think it's more traditional. Agencies tend to lean towards, um, you know, big brands, high fashion, runway, things like this. you know, mm-hmm. they're the top of the top within agencies and, and you do have to be a certain height and that's both for men and women. But because I worked in commercial, uh, so, you know, that was doing like e-commerce shoots for websites, like I was saying before, something like ASOS, where you might be um, shopping through and you have, you know, the people modelling the clothes or whether it's, uh, yeah, campaigns for smaller brands. Um, yeah, that was kind of what I was doing. So 
yeah for me height was never an issue really um I'm five foot five and you know I worked a lot I I did work abroad I got flown out for jobs I worked with some really big name brands and it never really stopped me like definitely height nowadays isn't something that can hold you back like it could before I think before if you were under god what was it I think most women average about between five foot seven and five foot ten in the industry um but yeah before if you if you weren't in that bracket you just couldn't get the work and now you can and it's yeah it's so so much better like I have some friends that you know they're just about five foot and they're doing huge jobs but it's because they know how to pose they know how to work it and you look taller on camera as long as you've got the confidence and you you know how to pose and carry yourself yeah the doors the doors won't stay closed you'll be able to get the opportunities that's good that's good there's more variety now do you know what I mean like even the Savage Fenty show now come on that was iconic yeah no I watched Beautiful. it and then I watched it again the next day just to re-experience it again yeah. it was amazing yeah amazing honestly I think I've watched it five times now I want to watch it again tonight like how amazing is it that that is a runway show now like compared to like how it used to be just tall skinny women now look it's incredible and you know places like uh well say like Victoria's Secret for example people weren't happy with the Mm -hmm. way that they were sticking their ground with the you know the certain sizes and them leave yeah yeah, they I don't know they were so um one-minded with what they wanted they had this kind of cookie cutter approach and once they kind of went out the picture and people weren't putting up with it anymore. Fenty came in and this is what people want. You know, they're the perfect Boom. example of what brands need to be doing from now. Absolutely. And if you haven't watched the Fenty show, guys, you need to go watch it. I think I watched it on Amazon Prime. Did you? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. Amazon Prime, get on it, watch it. It'll blow your mind. Amazing. Yes to Rihanna. Yes. <laughs> um... Let's talk about your content. I absolutely love your content. Your Instagram is beautiful. And I love the way that you edit. Um, Yeah, I feel like you really, really think about your content. And you're very like, yeah, you just, you're very creative. It's it's beautiful to see. Um, Tell us about what sparked your creativity. And when did you start to take Instagram seriously? Um, yeah. And how do you edit your videos? Give us the, give us the deets, girl. <laughs> um, oh, well, thank you, first of all, for that. Um, no, do you know what? My favourite compliment about my content uh, that I've had a couple of times from people is them not realising that I live in the UK or them thinking that I live in, like, America or LA or something. LA. Because for me, I've always tried to replicate that kind of, you know, bright colours, really crisp, white, you know, that really great lighting that you just don't get in the UK. It's dark majority of the time, it's raining, it's cloudy. And it is so difficult to get that look. Um, But I I definitely really try hard to to emulate that. And I like uh, people, yeah, not realising that I'm from uh, little dingy London sometimes. That's hilarious. How do you do it? And I feel like you mostly at home, like you're shooting by yourself. So you, it's all you. Yeah. Like how do you do it? Yeah, I shoot every, all my content myself and that's videos and that's photos and everything. Um, so <laughs> at the moment I have just a, a cheap ring light that's attached to a tripod. Um, I'm looking to upgrade, mm. but you know, if this is a testament to say that you do not need money to <laughs> create good content, then... I'm probably a good example of that because, yeah, I have the cheapest little ring light on a tripod. Um, I have this mm-hmm. app. It's called Lens Buddy. And honestly, it, it changes the game. Uh, so this... I'm going to download that right now. Yeah, so you either get a friend, obviously, to help you take pictures and, you know, they'll be tapping it for you. Or you put it on a tripod and you're running back and forwards trying to put the timer on, get in front of it, put the timer on. But Lens Buddy, wow. you literally, you press it and it'll just go like photo 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 and it'll like take like 10 in a row so you can pose and just stand there and move and it'll be like somebody's there taking the photo over and over for you so you can get yeah so you can get (laughs) that is life changing for content creators are you crazy yeah so you know when you get those girls on pinterest that just effortlessly you know it just looks like oh they're just moving around and someone just caught them off guard and they look perfect that's how they do it they use these apps that just will take one after the other and you just move about and you get these great in-between shots that look really natural 
Yeah. Thank so you I'm putting tip, you on there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But um, like how I got into it, um, social media. Well, oh god, how did I get into it? It was quite a long time now. I've been on Instagram, really. Um, no, it was when um, when I was in university in a smoking area. Yeah, I was in a mm-hmm. this nightclub called XOYO in London. Yeah, and in the smoking area, um, I met basically some people that did social media and did YouTube in the UK and things like this. And they had like quite a uh, like an online presence already. Uh, we became friends, and then I did uh, this YouTube video with them. And uh, when I did this video, they tagged my Instagram at the time, which had you know like under under like a thousand followers. Um, and overnight, I went up by 5,000 followers just from being in this video. So for me, wow. it went from not really caring too much about Instagram to, oh my God, I've got 5,000 people overnight now looking at my page. Like, what do I do? <laughs> I feel like I should post something. So yeah, I mm-hmm. started kind of putting little bits up. Um, and this even helped me get into my modeling career because through that, uh, you know, photographers would see me and be like, oh, who's this girl? And, you know, they'd say, oh, have you ever tried shooting before? Do you want to have a test? And then I went and did that. And the more people I shot with, the more opportunities came and then money came into it. And that really kicked off everything. But um, yeah, for me, it was kind of having those people. I was I was very, very lucky to get that because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really happen like that um, growth for a lot of people online. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, because that happened, I definitely was like, right, I need to pull my socks up and actually <laughs> give these people something to follow, basically. And then, uh, right. yeah, through modelling, I learned how to take photos better. I learned my angles and my poses and, you know, and I'm trying, you know. <laughs> I'm trying now to do Babe. the best I can with it, but everyone wants You're to improve. you a great job. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you are doing, yeah, you're fab. I look at your content on Instagram it's just so nice to look at. Like, it's very aesthetic. Oh, no, thank you. Well, the thing is, I love wearing clothes. And, you know, I want to get across the way that they make me feel when I wear them. That's the important thing. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, especially since I moved to London, I got a lot more adventurous with my wardrobe. And I was like, you know, Instagram's the perfect place to show it off. So, yeah. To anyone that's nice. like, wanted to get started, you just got to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Just got to do it. This is your sign to start right now. <laughs> Just do it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How do you edit your videos? Share, please. Okay, so videos, I use Final Cut Pro on my laptop. Um, yeah, which you, okay. you can get like a free trial of it. Um, but I go on there and if you go online, you know, if you Google Final Cut Pro, like filters, transitions, things like this, there's a bunch of free stuff you can use and download. Um, onto the app and then yeah I just kind of edit in there I know a lot of people edit on their phones but the problem is the quality doesn't come out to the best that it can be Um, Mm. and I know it's easier to do it that way but if you can do it on your laptop like I promise you the quality is so much better it will look so much more professional Um, and something really really big for me with my videos was that um, again through doing modeling you know I'd done a lot of video shoots I'd done commercials and music videos and things like this so um, what I often do is I'll I'll save inspiration from like shoots or music videos or anything like that that I like. Um, or I'd even um, find like an online campaign. You know, sometimes you get like a Boohoo advert or a Pretty Little Thing advert. They shoot their content in yeah. a certain way. So I would, you know, kind of research that and, and save uh, those videos so that when I was creating, I was like, right, let me look at the kind of shots that they're doing and how can I do that um, for my Instagram? So very extra, maybe too much, maybe uh, more than I needed to put no. in. But... No, absolutely not though, because look at them. That I'm just on your Instagram right now. You need that inspo and to go back at, because you could be just starting from nothing and just being like, oh, I'm I'm lacking creativity. But you've got those, you've got those inspos that help you. Yeah, so that's one of and the- I like that. That's honestly one of the biggest things that helps me create content. Because you know, sometimes you're not in the mood. Sometimes you wake up or you're having a bad day. And you think, oh, I'd love to be able to take a photo, but I've got no motivation. Um, you know, so yeah. I have so many folders in on my phone. I have so many saved folders on Instagram. Just when I see a great photo, mm-hmm. I'll like it, comment on it, say this is amazing, and I'll save it. Um, just so that one day if I don't have the inspiration, I'll just look at it and say, right, where can I get some inspiration? How can I spin it in my own way? Um, you know, that's even something I do in my work now, like every week. 
I send all the influencers that we work with like a mood board of inspiration pictures from Instagram and like TikToks and things like this just to get the creative juices flowing. So would definitely recommend doing that. Yes, I really like that. I really like that. Because some days I really lack creativity and I'm like, shit, like, I just don't want to do it because even thinking about it just makes me go, like, oh, such an effort. And then I procrastinate and then I don't end up doing it. But having that, having those folders can really help because you can just look at them and be like, oh, inspiration, inspiration, creativity, creativity, loads of ideas pop up into your head. So yeah, I really like that idea. Yeah, no, that's definitely my go-to way now. Like I've just got braids, so you know I go through Instagram and I type in hashtag braids and I say right let's see what everyone's doing with braids right now let's see where I can take some inspiration Mm. from who's doing the thing basically um you know obviously you don't want to copy but you can always take inspiration from people and you know like I said create your own version of it put your own spin on it um and just make it you yeah yeah absolutely so you know when you make the reels so you make them this way on Final Cut Pro and then you just cut it yeah, so I will, if I'm specifically making it for reels, I will film it portrait. Yeah, so I will film right. it on my phone particularly okay. that way. I know, um, you know, growing up, you're so used to seeing everything landscape or filmed on the side. I know, I know. So it's just adjusting to that. I mean, it's you don't want all your videos ever to be in portrait because you never know, it might change one day and then something else is popular. But I think if you're specifically making it for reels, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just the best way. You're going to get the best quality... And you're going to know exactly what it's Mm -hmm. going to look like when you upload it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I find that reels really help with growing followers. That's what I found. Reels are the the goat. The one. Yeah, no, reels right now, crazy. The amount of engagement, the amount of reach. It's, yeah, like a normal video that you're going to post on your um your feed is not going to get you know three four times the amount that it will reach when you when you make it a reel i've that's like my number Mm. one thing right now that i'm telling everybody is make reels give it a go because you never know you know i've had i've seen friends just blow up through doing reels you know they've had barely a hard you know barely a following started uploading reels like maybe once a week and within one two months like they've grown you know by like 10k or whatever it is it's yeah it's it's wild like and you've just got to be consistent with them because I found that I was very consistent with them and that it was growing it was really growing and I was like hitting big numbers on my reels and then I just didn't do it for ages and now it's like trying to get back up to that and trying to grow again and I just I just have a thing about being consistent I just need to be consistent yeah it's the same as um TikTok you know you've got to keep doing them regularly uh, but I think the problem is mm-hmm. especially someone like me that's a bit of a workaholic it doesn't really know how to switch off and I still work on the weekends mm-hmm. and all this it's it's so easy to burn out this day and age when you're working and you're thinking about your social media and you're thinking about this and this and you've got so many things mm. going on now as a flipping young person um and yeah. it's I think you just got to be realistic like don't expect yourself to be posting every day say you know I'm going to do three posts a week or something that you know you can realistically do um so that you're not disappointed mm-hmm. so that your mental health's on track and just so you'll be delivering it so yeah I reckon you know one reel a week or something I think I think it's doable I think it's doable okay yeah yeah it's all about the realistic expectations and then you just don't burn yourself out absolutely I completely agree with that and yeah burning yourself out is so easy to do these days thinking about all the things that you've got to do Oh my gosh. And you know what's scary is when life gets back to normal, normal, because then you're going to want, you're going to add the social, the social going out and the clubs and the, the drinking and the, as well as Instagram, as well as working as well. Oh my gosh. We, <laughs> we haven't been used to that shit for a while. No, trust me. When Bimini Bomboulash didn't win Drag Race, <laughs> that already threw me in a spiral. <laughs> So I don't know how I'm going to deal with <laughs> real life problems. <laughs> honestly, honestly. But I'm thinking, right, because obviously you have a beautiful relationship with your bae. <laughs> You've been going for like five years now, right? Yeah, yeah, over five years. God, it sounds crazy when you say it out loud. I'm like, have I, have I even been alive that long? <laughs> Babe, congrats. Beautiful. So I'm thinking like, obviously you're a workaholic 
and you've got a beautiful relationship as well so like what the hell like how are you how are you prioritizing your time how are you how are you setting boundaries have you have you even got time for him (laughs) (laughs) um well I mean so we live together um you know Mm. and we've been together a long time and I think I don't know something well I don't know if it is unique but something that I've always thought is kind of unique um you know for for our relationship is just that we've always been our own people um and I think that's Mm -hmm. probably why we have been together so long and why it has worked and why we barely argue or fall out I think you know we both have our own lives we're both very kind of confident people with our own things going on um you know we both we both have similar jobs on similar wages and it's it's not like we're we're depending on each other and that's the nice thing I I don't know you know not to compare but I think sometimes we let ourselves get so attached to people um and you know we depend on them for our happiness or you know to pick us up when we're Mm. feeling down or to to help us achieve our goals but it's like no if you can do that for yourself first you're setting yourself up for success absolutely and do you know what I would absolutely always rather that someone has chosen to be with me because they think I'm a great person rather than them feeling like they they're forced to be there um or else I'm gonna have a breakdown (laughs) so there yeah. we go absolutely yes that's right there do you have like do you have like any little tips for like people that are wanting a long-term relationship like is there anything that that you would say really works in your relationship have you got any like little things that you and Bay do yes I mean number one um get them drunk before you commit to being in a relationship with them because oh my god yes (laughs) because too many people change when they're drunk they are different people or even if to not that extent like some people get emotional when they're drunk or some people get aggressive or some people get sloppy and if you're not the same when you're drunk you're just going to be babysitting them or they're going to be babysitting you and you can have the best relationship but sometimes you see it crumble when people go out drinking or they're social and you need to know how someone handles jealousy. You need to know how someone handles themselves in general when they get drunk or, you know, when when they're, they're slightly out of control. I mean, the perfect mm-hmm. thing is me and my boyfriend, we're the same person when we drink. We're both, we both react to alcohol in the same way. So, you know, we've never had that jealousy or never had to worry about that. Or, you know, I know he can go out with his friends or I can go out with my friends and we don't have to check in on each other. We just you know see each other in the morning oh how was last night and you know we share all the the details but I think that for me is the main thing I need to see someone drunk (laughs) when I first meet babe I love that because that's important like some people don't think about that that's so important because that's going to be a problem later on in the in the years if you haven't seen them drunk and they're they're an absolute sloppy drunk or aggressive drunk and it's like oh my gosh what have I done because some people won't see them drunk until like five months into the relationship and then and then what yeah or even five years into the relationship and it's you know it's so important now because you know soon when clubs and things open up and you know life starts Mm. going a bit more normal people are going to be out getting drunk all the time and it's like you you want to be having fun you don't want to be looking after somebody else so I guess that um and then apart from that just respect just boundaries you know like I said just being with them because you want to be with them, not because you have to be with them. And I think just you getting on with yourself and and I guess somewhat like putting yourself first, you're just going to appreciate that other person more. Um, You know, you need, yeah. I think if you can work on yourself and you allow them the space to work on them, then you two come together as a really strong duo. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, because... I really love that. If someone's in a bad place, you know, they take it on the people out around them and, you know, they're not their full self. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's important for you to to put yourself first and also encourage your partners to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember that you shared something that you and your boyfriend do. Can oh, you share yes. it again? Oh, well, you know, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, we do have this weird little game. <laughs> not really a game I loved this I'll never forget it I'll never forget this (laughs) no it's so we call it uno reverse card you know everyone's played uno um but the way that we use this this pretend uno reverse card is uh if we ever do have a disagreement um we basically give each other like 
like a free pass, pretty much. We we give each other three a year. I don't know why we made it three a year, but we thought, you know, that's enough, but not too much. Um, so yeah, we have three a year each. So we're having a disagreement and it's just not going anywhere and you're getting frustrated and you're thinking, you know what, they're not seeing my point of view. I can say, right, Uno reverse card and they just have to drop it there and then. And it's the worst thing because this is, he's used it on me and you know, you're in the heat of the moment. You're like, no, you need to listen to me. This is my point. And he'll be like, do you know what? Uno reverse card, I'm not talking about this anymore. And you just have to shut up and you just have to walk away. And you know what? It takes (laughs) a lot of willpower, but... This is the rule, so I had to stick to it. So yeah, you just have to zip it and and leave it. Babe, have you ever not been able to zip it and leave it, though? Because I would find that so hard. Oh, it's so hard, but the only way that you can do it is you, you, like, in your mind, you know that you can do it back to them at some point. You're like, I'll get my revenge. You're like, I'll hold off. I'll wait till I need it. And then Uno reverse card right back at you. Yeah. <laughs> Do, does anyone like use it quicker than like who uses it quicker like you or him to be honest we, yeah we've probably used it about the same i mean we actually don't use it often because like i said we're quite lucky that we we don't disagree very don't often want, but like disagree yeah but um you know there are those arguments sometimes that you know you could be arguing about a flipping I don't know. You could be arguing over a fish finger, like for God's sake. And then it just blows up and it blows up and it turns into something. You don't even know what you're arguing about anymore. And I think Mm -hmm. those can be dangerous, those kind of arguments. And I think we kind of brought this in as just a bit of fun to say, you know, it just puts you in perspective. This is not serious. And the funny thing is, if you do just zip it and leave it, once you you get over the ego side of it and you come back together, you actually do realise how silly it was in the first place. So it, it does work. So true, yeah. so true. I honestly love that so much. I think everyone should use that. I love it. <laughs> I, also, I also watched an um, interview with Ashley Graham the other day. I absolutely love her. And she was talking about that she's got a rule, the 80-20 rule, um, and it applies to everything in life. But she gave this scenario. She was like, the 80-20 rule, so say you're dating someone and you like them 80%, but there's just that 20% that's just bugging you. That 80% will always be able to override the 20% because you just you like them 80%. But if it's any lower than that, if it's 70, 30, literally, that's not going to work because that 30 is going to get worse and worse and worse. It's going to override and then... That's so true. It's that whole thing about looking at red flags and ignoring them. I think, you know, people do that a lot when you're you're really into someone in the first place. And sometimes you see those signals Mm -hmm. where you're like, do you know what? We're not made for each other. This isn't going to work. But you just like them so much in the moment that you just don't see it. So that is very clever. Yeah, I like that a lot. Big up Ashley for that one. (laughs) Yeah, big up Ashley. Love that. I feel like I'm going to share that with a lot of people. <laughs> any more any more little tips about the relationship side? I know um my listeners love to talk about relationships. Um relationship tips. I mean it's hard. You know what? I'm the pickiest person in the whole world. I'm a serial uh long-term relationship girl for sure. You know, I was with someone really? I was with someone for 4 years was my first ever partner wow yeah and then I kind of dated someone in between and then now my partner now we've been together for over five years so I've always been in such long relationships um Mm -hmm. and yeah maybe it maybe it's something to do with the fact that I I, am quite independent I think you know sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're independent you've got other things to think about there's not just the relationship it's like you don't give yourself the time to be nitpicking at everything and trying to find faults mm. or trying to, you know, uh, I think sometimes, uh, I don't know if it's out of boredom or whatever, but sometimes I think people, you know, take little things to heart maybe too much or they look into things too deep or they're, you know, uh, yeah. so I think distracting, <laughs> I don't know if that's the best advice, but just distracting yourself with life. And like I said, just not depending no, on your partner, I, I think is super, super important. And I know I've already said that, but mm-hmm. to me, that is really the key. I mean, aside from that, 
I've always had like the most stupid, silly, dumb relationships with partners. And for me, that's such a big thing. You know, I need someone with a sense of humour who can be silly, who I can be having a go at them and they say something that makes me laugh and then I can't even be annoyed anymore. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you, do you know what... Sorry, sorry, go on, go on. No, I was going to say, um, no, me and my current boyfriend, so we met at a festival, so we met in, like, that kind of just, like, really weird, mm. fun environment. So, you know, I think that's why it worked for me because I think it's important where you meet someone. You get an idea of the kind of person they are, what you have in common and... Yeah, no, for me, I think a fest- a music festival would always be, in my mind, the place where I'd find my soulmate or find my, my partner again. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Do you know what your love language is? My love language? Okay, so I need to remind myself of them. So I know, so touch is one of them, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, so touch is definitely one for me. I'm a very, like, mm. huggy person, probably to a point nice. where it's quite irritating and annoying, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, actually, when me and um, my boyfriend go out together, we're not touchy-feely at all. In fact, we hardly speak to each other, like, because we're both so social. Really? Yeah, we always just hang out with our mates, like, we chat to everyone, and we kind of both separate and go around the group, and then we kind of just, con- like, congregate every now and again, but... We're we're yeah. we're touchy feely at home, but when we're out, we're just we're just not that way. Um, but mm. yeah, but I definitely think touch is one of them. Um, and then there's like quality time, receiving gifts, prob- um, acts of service. Probably quality time and acts of service, because everyone says they have three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got like a top two, and then you've got the third that is like pretty close. Yeah, so, okay, so I'd probably say then touch and quality time would be mine. Because, again, although, you know, it's good to have someone that's busy and got their own thing going on, it means a lot for someone to to make sure to spend that time with you and to set aside time to actually... Absolutely. Just spend time together and appreciate each other. Especially like us when you live Mm. together. You need to plan to do Mm. things outside the house and, you know, not just... It's not Netflix every weekend. Like you, you can go out and get dressed up and yes. have dinner, or go out and do something just, just nice for the two of you. So, really like that. And I also, I, I'm reading the Five Love Languages, the book at the moment, and it says something about quality time. And with quality time, people can think very differently with quality time. They'll be like, oh yeah, I'm spending time with you, but are you really in the moment right there and then? Like you can be on your phone and think that, oh, I'm spending time with you, but you're not, honey, because you're not giving me your full time and energy. And I feel like a lot of my past partners, because I am big on quality time as well. A lot of my past partners, were very much like oh but I'm spending time with you because quality time is when I've got your energy you're not on your phone you're not scrolling on the gram but you you might be scrolling on the gram but and next to me and think that you are spending quality time with me but actually you're not giving me your energy so that that's that's a no that's an absolute no yeah I think especially like in the age of the 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 iphone or whatever you know we're talking about social Mm. media earlier like so many people on their phones and it's a big thing for people like exactly like you said i think some people think me just sitting next to you is enough and you know if quality time is one of your love languages and that's your thing it's i guess you've just got to wear that out and like i said have that respect for each other and they need to understand what you need um absolutely it is frustrating someone's on their phone and you just want to know what they've been up to and for them to know what you've been up to yeah exactly and that's why that's why when you said like going out getting dressed up it's it's important because you're not just going to stay at home watching netflix like make a date day because that's that is very important and i feel like that was something that i've had in the the past like that's been the issue because I've always I've never worded it correctly because I never understand I never understood it myself I was always like oh you're spending too much time on your phone like can you just get off your phone but that that to them that's very naggy and that's very like oh you're telling me what to do and obviously people don't like being told what to do but if I if I worded it in a different way like now I know now I'm self-aware it's because my love language is quality time and I appreciate you when you're present and you're in the moment and you're not on your phone so if I worded it that way it would have made way more sense than me being naggy and being like can you get off your phone you're always on your phone you know yeah it's about getting comfortable you know 
people they they get comfortable after a while I think sometimes mm. um and it's just making sure to set aside that time to say oh tomorrow let's just do something us two let's do something really nice or even if you're going to watch a film like make a little plan around it you know I think sometimes we expect too much from other people and if you're a very deep or caring person and you know something that you might think oh I'll do this really nice thing for them not everybody mm. thinks that way and I don't think it's that they like you any less it's just that we can't paint everyone with the same brush that we paint ourselves so exactly. you know where you might think oh we're gonna have this lovely movie night and they're gonna be really into it they might just be like oh we're, that just means we've got no plans tonight so I can just sit here and chill on my phone and it's no pressure yes whereas in yes. your mind it's a whole thing so I think the best way to get around that is rather than waiting for people to do things for you there's nothing wrong with you going out of your way to do the same thing for somebody else um just mm-hmm. for your own um enjoyment as well you know because I think mm. sometimes people think oh I'm the only person that's trying um but it's like no because if you do do that you're both gonna have a great time and you're gonna get what you wanted so whether that means saying right tomorrow let's watch this film I'm gonna go grab popcorn and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this and make it like an actual plan that you set aside you said this is what we're doing um you know, make it cute and make them realise that this is a little event that now you're doing together rather than just yes. chilling on the sofa and then you feeling like you're nagging them and becoming their their mum or their older yeah, sister their telling mom. them off. And no yeah. girl wants to feel like their boyfriend's mum. <laughs> That's when Absolutely you're in not. the worst situation. Nobody wants that. Absolutely, yeah. And I find that a lot of people are loving others in their own love language because that's what they want to receive when really we should be making the effort to find out what their love language is and what they appreciate. Because I found in the past I was loving people a lot in my love language because I wanted them to do that for me when necessarily they probably don't find it as great as I would have, you know? So we've got to learn what they are appreciative of and do that for them. That's the thing. I think in general, just as humans, we think everybody thinks the way we do. Um, and yeah. it's just not the case. Yeah, it just we need to, you know, be more open-minded ourselves to allow other people to be more open-minded around us. Um, and I think, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah. It's the key to happiness is, you know, letting down the ego, I think. Um, yes thank you that's so important so important well thanks for those little relationship tips baby girl thank you for that I know everyone (laughs) will love that section um so we are coming up to the last two questions of the podcast that I ask every single guest so what is on your playlist at the moment what are you listening to on Spotify Apple Music what is on repeat Okay, what is on repeat right now? Well, for me, I think I was saying to you before, you know, I've got the 70s blue light glasses. I've got the roller skates. Mm -hmm. For me, very much in the disco vibe at the moment. I'm loving all things disco, all things 70s, but disco house. You know, I have a whole playlist that I listen to when I go roller skating and it's all the amazing (gasps) disco vibes. I want that playlist. Are you on Spotify? Yes, I will send it to you. Oh my God, please send. Thank you. (laughs) I've got a good little yeah, throwback. So I, I've got a good little throwback playlist as well that I'll send to you as well. Yes, it's needed, and especially while it's you know it's going to be summer soon, and that's that's the vibes in my mind. Yeah, but I mean, I think if I was going to do specific artists, or if I was going to shout out specific artists that I'm loving at the moment, it would be Green Tea Peng, who has like a new album coming out soon. Uh, every song of hers is amazing. I mean. I think it's quite rare to have an artist where every single song tops the last. Wow. Um, I think the only other artist that I can think like that would be someone like Frank Ocean, mm. you know, where you can listen to the whole of Channel Orange and every song is just like, wow. Well, for me, like Green Tea Peng, she's like a London-based um, artist, very kind of like a like a Amy Winehouse vibes, like from nice. the islands. Like nice. she's she's very, very cool. So... Yeah, Green Tea Peng. Um, and there's also this guy, Channel Trez, uh, that my boyfriend introduced me to. And, you know, I've got a soft spot for, you know, kind of like the rave scene. I just love the thought of being like in a in a Berlin basement club, just love forgetting it. about life and just going crazy. And he is very much that. Like, it's a lot of bass, very like sexy, like nice. deep voice, like great beats. Yeah, so I'd say Channel Trez and Green Tea Peng are probably my my two at the moment 
Fabulous. Thank you for that. And please send me the playlist because I need some disco vibes. Yes, I will. Okay, last question of the podcast, my love, is what would you have told yourself entering your 20s? So what I would have told myself entering my 20s um, is just do everything. Say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Don't turn opportunities down. You know, especially when you're 20, you there's so many things that you don't have to worry about yet. Mm-hmm. When you become older, you know, you've got so many... Life gets to you more. And I think we don't realise how much freedom we really have when we're entering our 20s. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm from the Isle of Wight, somewhere that... That's where I was born. And there's there's not a lot going on there. Um, you know, and since then, I've managed to to model and you know go and work abroad and now I live in London and you know I've met so many people I never thought I'd meet and I've been to so many places I never thought I would go and it's honestly just because I said yes to things and Mm -hmm. you know even like I told you my Instagram and modeling journey my whole modeling career for three years started because I went and spoke to somebody in a smoking area of a nightclub and you know and they said do you want to go hang out and and I did it and that's the thing you've just you've just got to take every opportunity because you never know what's around the corner and honestly I think you'd be surprised at how much um you can do in your life just by putting yourself out there and saying yes I love that I really really love that and I honestly agree with everything it's so true just got to put yourself out there people are too afraid these days but you know what this is your sign to put yourself out there you never know what's going to come like a, a one conversation can make you way more richer than you were five minutes ago can make you more absolutely yeah it can open up doors it can open up opportunities like you just never know I guarantee the people that you look up to and you go god how did they get where they got it's because they did not waste an opportunity amen then nobody gets it on the first try you know there are going to be so many doors that are open for you and not everyone's going to lead somewhere but mm-hmm. you're going to find that one that's really just going to just change everything for you so you've just got to keep going for it yeah I love it Thank you for that, my love. And thank you. This has been so beautiful. There's lots of little... Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. There's been lots of great nuggets in there for people. Hope you learned a lot because I certainly did. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love you, Savannah. Love you, my love. Mwah! Thank you so much for listening to 20 Something and Clueless. I am glad you're here listening, feeding that brain, having fun with us. So thank you. I appreciate you. And if you are kind enough, if you could please leave a review, that means the world. It really helps my podcast grow. And send it to a friend or share it on your Instagram story because that way 20 Something and Clueless can grow and it can get to more people, which is the goal. And also 20 Something and Clueless has its own Instagram. If you could go follow it, it's at 20 and Clueless Podcast on Instagram. And follow me, underscore savannah darnell that would be great also thank you again for listening and tune in next week for another episode love you guys